What's up, everybody? Terminal Transmissions. Doing it again. Again and again. 19 times. 19 mother flipping times. <laughs> How far are we going to go with this? Like 20? The, the sky's the limit. 21? <laughs> 22? <laughs> 23 episodes? <laughs> 24? I feel like after this one, we're getting shut down just for that bit. <laughs> of course, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of overhead here. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're dying. We're drowning in it. Uh, so let's just go ahead and get with the, with the TV programs. Let's talk mm-hmm. about some television. Yeah. So I want to talk about something that I'm including in television because what do you do? But we're getting to a point where television is slowly becoming not television. Right. So it's really just a series, but I'm calling it TV because what else do you say? Mm-hmm. So it's an Amazon series. Um, basically, uh, Amazon has picked up The Departed. Right. Like the 2006 hit film, The Departed, to make a series um, and it's not really a sequel. It's not really a reboot, but it kind of is. It's more just like a, just a in in the same vein of yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um, basically, just like here's a guy in some sort of a like a crime group, and here's a cop, and they're both undercover opposing each other and trying to like figure each other out. Right. That's basically just spy versus spy shit. Yeah, yeah. So the original movie uh, was a Martin Scorsese, Scorsese, Scorsese. I don't know. One he, of those? He, he pronounces it Scorsese, but I'm Does not. He really? I, I refuse to say it the way that he says Scorsese. I don't like. I it. didn't know that. Not a fan. Yeah, I'd never heard about it like that. Um, but so he directed the original. Uh, it had uh, Leo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson, uh, Mark Marky Wahlberg, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Sheen. It was basically just stacked. Right. The who's who. And then so it came out in 2006. Then in 2007, it won the Oscars for best picture, best director, best writing. Uh, and best editing. Damn. So the show has a lot, it has big shoes to fill, yeah, to yeah. say the least. There isn't a ton of information about it. Um, I don't think they've announced like um, who's going to be writing it or uh, who's going to be directing it. Uh, no casting news or anything like that. Right. But they did say that, so the the very original movie was actually um, a Chinese movie. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, called Infernal Affairs. Um, Infernal and, Affairs, I like that. Yeah, and then that was sort of, uh, Martin Scorsese saw that, and he fired it up and was like, oh, I need to win some gold statues. <laughs> so then he made The Departed. <laughs> and then this is just The Departed, but um, it, uh, so his version took place in Boston mm-hmm. uh, and was a, a based on like the mob. Right. This one's taking place in Chicago, oh. modern day Chicago, and it's going to be like gang based. Like, Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So hopefully it's not incredibly racist. I'll right. keep, keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm excited about it. I really, really honestly throw myself under the bus here. I didn't see The Departed until like maybe two or three years ago. What? Yeah, yeah I was like six years behind the time. What a crazy that. turnaround. Isn't that wild? Yeah. It's just like one of those things, like I've, how I've never seen Forrest Gump. And That's not only that, wild. but I tried to watch Forrest Gump like two weeks ago and it was fucking unwatchable to me. What? I fucking hated it. I watched like the first 15 minutes and I was like, this is... So stupid and annoying as fuck. I, I bet you hate movies that are universally loved. 
And me, like, me. And the worst part about that is when they first did that bit. So that's a bit from This Is the End, where uh-huh. Craig Robinson is talking shit to Jay Baruchel about being a hipster. Right. Uh, those pants are awful tight. The bottom of them pants is awful tight. But yeah, so when that bit used to happen, I kind of related to it just in like a funny way because I'd never seen Forrest Gump. Right. But now I actually tried to watch Forrest Gump and fucking was annoyed. I was so annoyed. Yeah, and it's and it's such a hard thing, right? Because I saw it as a kid. Yeah. So do I dislike i mean i don't dislike it do it would i dislike it if i hadn't do i only like it because of nostalgia glasses like i don't know because i watched it just a few years back too i mean i watched it as a kid and then i watched it a few years back and i loved it yeah it might be one of those things that not necessarily that it's aged poorly objectively mm-hmm. but just if you didn't see it right. back when it was like hot and fresh yeah w- 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 like if it, it fit with the times right it made sure. sense as a 90s movie now it might be hard to accept it. Yeah, yeah. Because I was just like, why is this happening? <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's wild too about The Departed because usually you're way more than me up on like the new movie stuff. And I saw The Departed in theater. Yeah. Every now and again, there's like some hit Oscar winning, <laughs> like like a critically acclaimed movie that I just skip. just Just sneaks by. Yeah, it happens. It happens yeah, all the time. wild. Yeah. Huh. But um, the point to all this is that they are, Amazon is making a Departed TV series, which hopefully is cool. Yeah. Hopefully it does better than the Limitless fucking spinoff tv show yeah i really thought that that was gonna be good me too so i I thought that it would be easier to do that well in a in a tv show format than a movie format well man and i watched like the first two episodes and i did and i didn't hate it Mm -hmm. but it got canceled quick dude so even like they had bradley cooper as like a recurring character oh really yeah 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 i saw he was in the first I, i i did the same thing i watched i watched two and i was immediately like first and foremost why did you do almost the exact same plot to the movie? It was like the same plot plus like one thing. Yeah. Instead of being like trying to be a writer, he's an aspiring musician and then his dad's sick. But other than that, it's like bump into an old friend you haven't seen in years. He offers you this fucking sweet ass fucking pill. You go to meet up with him to get more. He's dead. There's a villain. You get caught up in it. Yeah. The crossfire. That's the same fucking that is the exact same premise. You yeah. changed two things. I think three things because wasn't weren't the pills like more readily available in the in the show? Like not that necessarily he could get them, but they were being produced. More oh yeah, yeah. I think that Brad, Bradley Cooper's whole deal. Right. I think I think so. I think that they're yeah. I think they are more more like pervasive than in the than in the in the movie. At any rate, not to go on a huge tangent, but I was I really was I was like I, I think this is going to be rad, and then yeah, I bopped onto Netflix. And I, I I was trying. I was trying hard because I really liked the Limitless movie. Couldn't do it. After two, I was like, Mm-mm. I didn't, I didn't, Mm-mm. can't do it. But I think this fucking Debarted show is going to be off the chain. Uh, hopefully. I'm, I'm really curious to see casting news. Yeah. That's something I really want to know about. Yeah, especially because the movie had such a crazily stacked cast. Yeah. And because this is an Amazon series, they mm-hmm. can't really like dick around with it yeah that's true but it would be really cool to see it done well i i love the departed movie i mean it's fantastic it does have like um the like the production companies working on the show are all the same ones that worked on the movie oh really so that's positive i suppose yeah yeah i guess we'll just have to see without spoiling anything for those of you who haven't seen the departed a go see the departed and by go (laughs) i mean it's 2016 i'm saying 2012 2016 (laughs) you can watch it anywhere but go see the departed uh, I just wanted to say it has one of the most surprising deaths 
<laughs> it's like it's like it has, burn, it's it, like burn after reading level like whoa yeah yeah that person got is, a, is dead now yeah it's got a twist in it it has a twist but mainly just like someone just like again again without spoiling it but that one death in burn after reading that you're just like huh yeah, yeah. They, they hit you hard that, with that, in that one in, in burn after reading i was legitimately confused i thought it, it was like a prank i thought it was like a dream or something because it's it comes so out of nowhere oh yeah and there's no setup for it. And then it's just like, oh, that guy's dead. Whoa. <laughs> like, what happened? How did that happen? I, I rewound it and was like, what What just happened? <laughs> but it is pretty, uh, it is pretty, uh, like, abrasive. In yeah, it's that very jarring. Also. Yeah, absolutely. You're just like, ha, something's happened. Bam. Oh, it's got him. <laughs> got this guy. But anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't think they've even given, like, a release date or anything. But uh, it is Amazon, so they'll probably crank it out. Yeah, true. So, in other TV news, this is going to be hard spoiler alert. So, a, a few weeks ago, uh, make sure to make sure to check the description on on our site. Yeah, you get can, you a timestamp. Yeah, because we're going to be talking about the night of, and if you haven't caught it up on it, uh, as of last night, uh, today's Seri- Monday. Yeah, so, series finale was last night. Sunday. Yeah. So yeah, the series finale just just aired last night. We watched it both of us last uh, watched it last night, and uh, so we're going to get into that. So spoiler alert. So. We talked about this work today, but uh, let's just get into it again. So I liked it. I liked the show overall, but and it, it's kind of what we talked about a couple episodes ago that it, it bummed me out that so anytime there is like a murder mystery and I, I read a lot of murder mysteries as a kid. And just to just to like preface this, Garrett and I talked about this mm-hmm. like fucking two episodes into the show, maybe three. Yeah. That this was required and necessary, anyway. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. So it, it absolutely is. So as a kid, like I, I, I kind of discovered something about, and, and it's not some fucking mind blowing, you know, observation or anything. But it's for a murder mystery to really be powerful and impactful and, and, and what have you. It really needs to be upon, like it. It needs to be something that you don't expect that you can put together. And that upon like a second read through or a second watching of it, a second viewing, it's very obvious that it's that person yeah. and that like you just didn't put it together. And that's that's how you make a mystery, especially like something like a murder mystery, very powerful and potent. And I was kind of bummed out. What you don't do is introduce a tertiary character more than halfway through mm-hmm. show them twice with like basically no motive or no like right. evidence and then right. that's the person. Yeah. So hopefully if you're listening to this you you've seen it too. Uh yeah, so it just throws it at the very end out of nowhere that they, they they're even doing the court case and they're like it could be this person and it could be this person and look at all of this overwhelming evidence to show that it's this these people. That it's one of them, right? Which, as it's doing this, I was like, okay, now they're going to, like, Box is going to, like, follow up on a lead, and they're going to fucking pin it down on one of these fuckers. Cool. That would have been awesome, because all of those persons had plenty of evidence, and, it, you know, a lot of them, it showed them in the first fucking episode. So mm-hmm. it would have been, like, cool, had it been the fucking hearse driver. Boom. That Like, it showed him first episode. He was creepy as fuck. They went and followed up with him. Like... He was even more creepy. Yeah. And so that would have been a good avenue to do. It, it could have been that fucking, what is it, Dwayne Reed guy? Like, and it it even like went out of the way to be like, this is even as this fucking dude's MO. Yeah, unnecessarily in the final episode while he's on the stand testifying, they're like, 
you rob people and stab them with kitchen knives that you took out of their fucking kitchen yeah. more than once. Yeah. And you have a, a rap sheet a mile long, and this is what you've done almost every fucking time. And I well, honestly, when they were doing that, I thought that they were going to be like, yeah, let's follow up on this and like get it. And then even they're like, oh, and the stepdad, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, rad, cool, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like, oh, it's just the financial advisor that you saw like twice. Yeah. Oh, Box didn't bother to look up any security camera footage from right before she walked up and got in the cab. Yeah. So that's what pissed me off the, the most. And, and I know that the argument is there that you can you could say like, well, it's just the one of the themes of the show is that they assumed he did it from the beginning and so they didn't follow up on any of this. And that's fine. What the fuck ever. But like, it still doesn't really explain doing no further detective. No work. due diligence whatsoever. Yeah, none. And well, and that kind of is what I was telling you at work is that that's why I don't accept the ending that um, Box and uh, the prosecutor, I'm, I can't remember Weiss. her name. Uh, yeah, yeah, Weiss suddenly both had a change of heart. Right. Because the entire fucking premise of the show is that they're just out to get Nas no matter what. And they're right. like, he's guilty. We don't yeah. even care about any of this other yeah. stuff. At least with Box. Our conviction. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with Wise. I would say with Box, I can give him a little bit more leeway because he did doubt it like the whole time. But that also leads credence to like, then why the fuck weren't you looking into this? Yeah, that's if, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even if you could argue that it makes sense that he had a change of heart at the end because he was questioning it, then right. why the fuck didn't he actually look into anything right. other than Nas? Yeah, that, that bothered me. That absolutely, that right there, that point bothered me a lot is that like, yeah, they they went over and over again. They showed throughout the series that like, Box was bothered by this, and he was like having having like hesitancy about it. And he like was he, didn't, he thoughts. thought things didn't add up. Yeah. So why didn't you look up anything? Also, additionally, so they found the blood in the backyard. Mm -hmm. It's never. I guess it was pinned on that dude. I guess they tied it to him, mm -hmm. but they never said it. They were just like, "We found blood in the backyard." Mm -hmm. Well, whose was it? What? Why weren't you spinning that yarn? And then, secondly. Then at the very end, Box is just like, oh, yeah, your blood and semen were found at the crime. And I was like, when? When did that? When the fuck did that happen? Like, you, you, you couldn't clue us into that? Like, why did, why did we get broadsided with this at the yeah. very end? It was either one or two things. It was either A, he was trying to bluff him, mm -hmm. which is asinine for his character and the plot of the story. Right. Or B, they found two different semen in her body and just ignored one of them. <laughs> right. Yeah, didn't make any sense. Um, and then I will also say, like, so I I, I, I haven't rewatched it, but I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe it was the financial advisor that was arguing with the stepdad at the at the graveyard. Mm -hmm. So maybe that was like the thing. I thought it was the drug dealer. Was it the drug dealer? I thought so. See, I said I, I didn't know. I was like, maybe I was thinking about that this morning. Like, maybe it was him that was there. But I, I couldn't remember who it was. I'm like 87% sure it was the drug dealer. Yeah. Guy. So, but even then, even if it was the financial advisor, that still wouldn't give any credence to yeah. that because it was already shown that the, uh, the financial advisor and the stepdad had already had like words and didn't get along, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. Anyway, so to make a long story short, I still liked it. I liked the ending overall. I was just bummed out about a couple of those things. And, and the thing was, like, I don't even mind it being that dude. It's just that they should have done even one scene in the first fucking, like, seven episodes. Mm -hmm. Especially if they could have done it in the first, like, three or four. 
that just like gave us any fucking inkling. I mean, we had a couple scenes with that fucking dude. Why wouldn't you just do something that would make him seem a little bit off, a little bit shady about something? And that's it. That that would have been enough. And I would have been like, okay, yeah. But like, honestly, he wasn't even in the running, which some people would argue like, well, that's a good mystery. mystery. And it's like, no, like, you, no, you, because that's that thing. Yeah, exactly. Where you just lie and then that's your twist. Yeah. It's no, you need, you need to, upon second watching of it, you need to be able to say, and maybe, maybe we would, maybe we did totally miss something. I don't think so. But maybe if we did watch this, the series again from beginning to end, we'd be like, oh yeah, it totally was that dude, but I don't think so. He was there the whole time. We just, he was in the background and we didn't see him. Yeah. But I don't, I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it showcased it. And, uh, I will also, I want to say one more thing that I, I get the point they were trying to make that like Nas was, he felt a lot of acceptance in the prison and, and, and in Rikers and everything and, and with that crew. And that's why he shaved his head and that's why he uh, started getting tattoos and et cetera, et cetera. And they, they even said it in John Stone's like closing argument. He even said like, that's what happens when you leave a kid in Rikers. And everyone assumes that he's guilty. Like, that's exactly what happens, which I get it. And that's cool. And like, it's cool to showcase that in some ways, at least. But like, they went up way above and beyond with that. Where like, getting tattoos on your fucking hands. Like, I get like getting tattoos, but like getting tattoos on your hands and on your neck and shit. And it's just like, God damn it. Like getting the nickname Sinbad and then getting Sinbad tattooed on your fingers. And then getting like a crown tattooed on your neck when you've been in jail for like seven and a half minutes. And (laughs) I hated it. That was honestly probably my biggest complaint with the series was those tattoos. And I have fucking tattoos on my hands and my neck and they're stupid. And I still (laughs) hated that. Yeah. I just like, I, my biggest, my biggest qualm with it was just like, there was no hesitancy. Yeah. Like it was just like, oh, well I'm here now. Well, do you even fucking want to get out? That was my, like my, I kept saying that like, he kept making such bad choices that I was like, Nas, do you even want to get out of prison at this point? At this point, just fire your attorneys. Time, time to get hard addicted to freebasing. Yeah. Like at this point, just fire your attorneys and just say like, I did it. Cool. I did it. I, I killed that girl. Lock me up for forever. Because like every single action he was taking in prison was just like, I want to be here for forever. Well, and what's even more asinine about it is Freddie wanted him to fucking get out. Yeah. So it's not like Freddie was sitting there with a gun making him get a neck tattoo. Right, right. He wanted him to get out. He tried to get him out. Yeah, it was so funny because I thought the twist was going to be that Freddie was just like, I need you in here to get like some like Muslim connection. Right. I thought that that was going to be the thing from the beginning. I thought it was all a ruse to to like because they they'd made that like thing in one of the very first episodes, which was kind of thrown away where he when he first gets to Rikers, they ask him what uh, religion he is. And then like it's like. He gets like preferential treatment in terms of food. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then it showed that there were other uh, Muslims there. And so I thought that that was going to be a plot point and it wasn't, it was absolutely 110% thrown away. They never once addressed it again after that first scene where that other dude was trying to, it was like, they get the better food. And I thought, again, I thought that it was going to be a thing. I thought that he was going to be like, like Freddie was going to be like, Oh, there's actually like Muslims in here, but like we can't bridge the gap. So I want you to bridge the gap. And you'll be the intermediary between like me and my crew and then like these these Muslim guys, these Islamic guys. And that would have been rad, but they didn't go that route. And maybe it was planned and then they it, it, it was like too much and they cut it or whatever. I don't know. But um, like 
yeah, I thought that Freddie was not going to want him to get out. And then it turns out that Freddie was playing him straight the whole time. Yeah. And was like trying to, he tried to cause a mistrial to get Nas out of prison. Yeah. And I was like, like what and is like, happening? And, and like gave him the right clothes and like was giving him good advice and everything and was fully like, yeah, was trying to get him out the whole time. That was not, there was no twist there. So I don't understand like the correlation between trying to get him out of, out of prison and helping him, but then also getting him addicted to freebase and Coke and neck tattoos. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really understand that. I liked the show. It was well written. The acting was obviously incredible. Yeah. But I have, and I knew you, I, I, you could tell probably as we got like halfway through that Mm -hmm. I started getting skeptical. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed in a lot of, of aspects of the show. It, it, for me, it, it is nowhere near like preacher or anything like that. It's just a pretty good show. I would rate it. I would rate it as about a seven and a half. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it overall. I still, I would still give it like a, a, a good rating. But yeah, I agree. I, I think that the, not the ending per se, because I actually liked the ending of the show. But I would say like the result of the investigation could have been handled better. But I think that they're, they did that to try to do a spinoff potentially. And maybe not. Maybe maybe absolutely I'm wrong. But it, it felt like they were setting it up they've, for a second. They've marketed it hard as being a limited series. Yeah. Like they've yeah. gone out of their way to be like, this is just a one-time short yeah. thing. Um, I would I would rate it on a scale of uh, Dexter Season 4 to Dexter <laughs> Season 8. Uh-huh. Probably like a Dexter Season 6. Six. <laughs> no, five. We'll say five. Okay. I don't oh, remember which, which five, one. Five, five was the one with Colin Hanks and oh. uh, Edward James Olmos. Okay. Which okay. wasn't bad, yeah. but it was no season four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. And I liked it overall. Oh, I liked it overall and I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed being pumped up about it every week. Uh, so I will say that they did a really good job of that. They did a good job of building the suspense. But and it was nice to have something to look forward to on Sundays after Preacher and yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, uh, just, yeah, I don't know. Tell us what you think if you watched it. And hopefully you did if you're here. Yeah, I'm really curious. So blow, <laughs> blow us up in them comments, man. Yep. We got like three people who just go ham AF on the comments. <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah. So let's Corvax on over to science. That doesn't sound like a sound effect of movement, and it's also the name of one of the aliens in No Man's Sky, so I don't really know why that happened. <laughs> Irregardless, uh, I wanted to talk... I should probably preface that by saying to our fans that that's a bit that I'm doing, and I know that it's not actually <laughs> irregardless, because you might not know that I say that. Right, right. Anyhow... So what I want to talk about is this cool thing called Dexmo VR control, which is basically a new um, prototype for a uh, virtual reality controller. Right. Which is really, really fucking cool. I don't know if you looked at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's the coolest thing. It it looks like if you had just Googled cool fucking VR peripheral from the future. Yeah. Do you guys remember from the 90s, those like Terminator hands? <laughs> you would put your hand in it and then it would extend your arm and it had a bunch of little finger hooks. And it, as you moved them, it would move the fingers on the Terminator hand. And it re- was really just good for flipping off. <laughs> well, if you don't remember, I didn't I will, remember it until you said the flip off thing. And then I was like, Oh, I, do I didn't remember, remember that. that. <laughs> uh, if you don't remember, I'll post like a link uh, on the, uh, on the Facebook post or, or on Twitter or both. 
but it's so it's it's a glove that uh, at least in the in the demo videos uh, mm-hmm. it's using the HTC Vive controllers, but it's a glove that has an exoskeleton. It's it's really kind of hard to describe, right? But essentially, this glove uh, has these finger sticks <laughs> that ex- extend out past your fingers and wrap around to the tips of your fingers. Mm-hmm. And not only does it allow you to, as you move your finger, it pulls on these things so that the system can detect exactly how your hand is closing around an object. And mm-hmm. it can also then pull back on your fingers right. to imitate the shape exactly. It'll stop your fingers when they reach the shape of a digital object. And it can even change like the... Um, consistency? What is the word I'm looking for? Like the hardness? Right. So like if you're squeezing like a rubber duck, it'll give you a little bit more like squish feeling. Yeah. And if you're squeezing like a brick, it'll just stop your fingers hard right. in a rectangular shape. Mm-hmm. But so it then allows you to pick up objects in a VR game and feel the shape and hardness of that object. Right. And it's like super like prototypical right now. Like they're not even close to releasing it as an actual thing. Right. But just the idea is fucking so cool. It is very cool. And we, and we talked about another thing yeah, so we had talked about this months ago when we very first started doing this podcast. Uh, there was another one that was very similar to this, and it was it was a VR peripheral. It was a glove. You stuck your hand, and it gave haptic feedback, etc. Yeah. But it wasn't anywhere near this. Yeah, it, 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 it essentially just sort of like vibrated yeah, to, exactly to imitate yeah. sort of like when you touch this, it vibrates in a certain frequency. Right. This thing actually like... It goes above and beyond. Yeah, and it looks cool, too. It looks like the coolest thing. It looks like you're in the future. Yeah. It does. It, it looks like a robot arm. Yeah. Which I love. It almost looks like, um, in some ways, it looks like uh, Marvin from the Hitchhiker movie. Oh, yeah. The Hitchhiker's I can, Guide to the I Galaxy can see movie. that. I can yeah. see that. Mixed with, like, Symmetra's uh, hand in, oh, in yeah. Overwatch. It definitely has some Symmetra vibes going on. Yeah. But I love it. I, I think it's really cool and it's a it's it's a really cool direction that, you know, everyone knew that VR would be going in, you know, until we don't leave the house anymore and you just put a VR headset on. Yeah. So they said uh it's super lightweight mm-hmm. uh, and it's wireless. So you yeah. can just cruise around with it. Um they haven't they don't have a release date or a price or anything yet. It's right. total like super early, early alpha testing, but Man, that's exciting. Like that's actually cool. being able to feel the shape of an object in a VR <laughs> setting is really cool. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be neato. Uh so in other in other things that are cool about science and the world and technology. So there's a Kickstarter right now going on uh called Slow Dance. It's very neat. Uh and what it is is a like a picture frame and you need to go look at this. Like yeah, seriously. Yeah, you you need go Look at the Kickstarter and look at the watch the fucking video. Yeah, because it it doesn't sound as cool, but when you see it, you're like, "What the fuck?" So what it is is it looks like a picture frame, and you can put whatever the fuck you want in it, and it makes it look like it's moving in slow motion. And so what it does is uh, it vibrates the object. So in the in the video, they do it with like uh, so like some leaves. They do it with like a like a little tree branch thing. They do it with a feather, among other things. It, some of it even has like water droplets on it and what have you. And so, yeah, what it does is it vibrates the object while also doing a strobe, uh, like a strobe light behind it that uh, is not, it's like hitting at certain frequencies, right? Yeah. And so your eye can't see it, but it's sort of like creating like a stop motion, slow-mo effect, right? It's real. It's right in front of you. Yeah. Like you when, can just put this in your house. Yeah. When Garrett described it to me, I was like, I was trying to imagine like a picture frame <laughs> that you like put an object in 
and then there's like a camera and like a like a digital screen right. and it's just filming the object inside and then projecting slow motion onto the screen. No, it's there's no there's no panels. It's just a wooden rectangle. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a frame, no glass, no backing. Yeah. It's it's you can stick your arm straight through it. But there's a small little like metal clamp in it that you clamp the object into that has the actual motor that vibrates it and in the top there's a strobe light that's flashing 80 times a second. So your eyes can't even tell that it's flashing. It just looks like there's a light shining on it. Right. But you can like reach out and like touch a feather that's stuck in this thing, but it looks like it's moving in slow motion right in front of you. He so, told me about it and I was like, that sounds cool. And then I watched the video and it fucked me right up. Yeah. I, I, I wish that I could afford one because they're like 200 bucks and it's on Kickstarter. Uh, so you can't even get them yet quite yet. But yeah, uh, it looks awesome and I would love to have one. It would just be like the coolest thing to just set on like a counter. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this, the fucking feather in here and look at it. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Just do yourself a favor and go look at it. But, uh, so it's got 15 days left. So, uh, by the time that this comes out, it'll, it'll have like nine days left, but it, it, the Kickstarter ends on September 14th, but they already crushed their goal. It was three, uh, they've raised 339,000 of 70,000. So, yeah, check it out. September 14th, the day that that is, that sounds like my birthday. That's the day that my birthday is on, too. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but it, it's really, really, really cool. And I, I like, again, it's 200 bucks. So I told Garrett, I'll just get it from Sharper Image in two years <laughs> when it's 50 bucks. But uh, it, it, it's, man. So it has actually three different settings. So it has one that's just like normal slow mo. Then it has another one at a different frequency, which kind of gives it like an after image, like the flash. Mm-hmm. So it almost looks like there's like two different ones. Uh, and then it has one that does like a very, very like frame skip stop motion. So it almost looks like really old school slow-mo. Right. Fuck, man. Yeah, it's real fucking cool. Yeah, it looks cool. Wish I had 200 bucks to throw the problem, but I'm buying all kinds of other dumb shit in the next like three months, like fucking PlayStation VR, $410 or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, I'm so, so bummed out about that. I can't buy a slow-mo frame. Yeah, I don't But think- I mean, you're going to be hopefully fingers crossed I, I can actually be good enough with my money between now and then to buy one so you'll still live in an apartment where you can play one that's true that's true yeah so to update all of you on my current financial status i'm broke as fuck uh i recently had to start paying my student loans back so that's all i'm gonna speak about that there's a lesson there yeah it, yeah there i paid for some lessons but uh, <laughs> anyway uh but yeah so uh i danny and i both pre-ordered the uh, psvr bundle on amazon and so how Amazon pre-orders work is that you don't have to pay for it until like right before it ships. Well, unfortunately the fucker's like 400 bones and it comes out in like a month and a half. And I absolutely do not have 400 extra dollars to, I mean, I could do it, but there's a lot of other shit that I absolutely need to spend more money. on. Yeah. So it sucks. So I'm not going to be able to get it. And I've been wanting a VR. It VR is, it is very possible that I might end up having to cancel mine. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that it comes out on October 13th, oh, which yeah. is three days after we get paid. Yeah. So I just need to be <laughs> semi-decent with my finances between now and then. Yeah. And we'll see, because I am working on a cosplay right now, in addition to some other expenses. And I still want to be able to get a DS in November for oh, Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon's coming and out. And a play- PlayStation Neo at some point is coming out. I can't believe Pokemon, just to touch on that real quick, I can't believe Pokemon's coming out in like 14 and a half minutes. Yeah, dude. And we still, we still don't know what the fucking evolutions are for the starters. Yeah, Pokemon's coming out in one hot second. Yeah. And we've only, seen, we've only seen, what, like 20 Pokemon from Something it? Something like that. Yeah. But I mean, normally by this time, like we would have already seen the, the evolutions for the starters. Usually that shit leaks real fast. Well, it kind of did, though, remember? 
The evolutions, yeah, but the, the uh, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. They haven't been confirmed. They haven't been Usually confirmed. It's like fully in like a magazine. Yeah, by they, now. they haven't been confirmed, but it's almost undeniable mm-hmm. because there was stuff on those sheets. Yeah, you're that right. leaked like yeah. two months before that, right. that same stuff was shown it, in an official video. I hope it's true because that fucking Rowlett dude evolution, that like, fucking Archer, uh, dope, doper than me, and I'm the coolest thing <laughs> since tea came out. You guys ever had tea before? Yeah, that's me, me in a glass. Me in a jar. <laughs> so now let's just uh, clonch on over to uh, Vigi Games. Um, it's a dark type move. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like a tenebration. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> Topical cream. Um, so Topical. I want, yeah, remember? I was losing my mind about Dude, that. That's one of my favorites. When I was editing, I w- I'm just throwing this in because I don't care about derailing nothing. Uh, when I was editing the last ep, when that you came in so hot, topical, I was, I fucking was screaming. <laughs> it was good. Uh, uh, there were some solid bits in the last two episodes. Yeah. Um, listening back to them, I was fucking laughing at myself, okay. which is that's how you know. It's yeah. Good. Anyway, Lord. So talking about uh, video games, I want to talk about Vampire, which is a new game uh, from Don't Nod Studios, which uh, or Don't Nod Entertainment. I'm sorry. Uh, the people who made Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. And it is a departure. Yeah. So I don't know if... Uh, Topical. <laughs> God. Uh, the last episode of this podcast. I can't. I can't anymore. Um, but no. So yes, yeah, the studio who made Life is Strange, which I don't know if any of you played uh, Life is Strange. It was a an episodic, um, like sort of a choose your own adventure, high impact, multiple dialogue choice game, like mm-hmm. all the telltale games. Right. Uh, but it was fucking incredible. Um, I played through the whole thing. Uh, I got the best ending as you do. Um, but I tried really hard though. Did you? Uh, there's some wild choices in that game. It gets dark, but anyway, so now they're making some like open world, 1800s, like flu ridden London vampire story. Yeah. Like hack and slash powers. And if you want to look this up, it's vampire with a Y. Yeah, yeah. V-A-M-P-Y-R, no E at the end. Mm-hmm. The Hungarian spelling, um, will. So it's uh, 1918 London. Um, everyone's getting fucked up by the flu, which mm-hmm. is a real thing that like happened. The Spanish flu or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real thing that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 500 million people died uh, from it. Whoa. But basically, you play a doctor who has become a vampire. Mm-hmm. And supposedly, and this might be this might be Sean Molyneux territory. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> but fuck you. So they released a gameplay, a free alpha gameplay video that's like 15 minutes long. Um, so what you do is you, you walk around London. You do have to like battle like uh, coppers and, and fucking vampire hunters. And you, mm-hmm. you zip around and you use your like shadow dash move. And then you, and you have a machete and you chop them up and you hit them with powers. But what you also do is you you slink around in the shadows and you right. find civilians and you like investigate them. You have like a portfolio with like a list of different civilians in the in the city, uh, and like first and foremost, you're like you can use like a power to like determine if they have an illness and like their blood quality, and then you determine like if they're kind of a scummy person who has like a negative impact on right. the, on society. And you can also even use, you can, you can do enough investigation into them to determine what long-term effects their death would have on the city. Because supposedly in the final version, every single person that you kill will have a profound impact on the history of the game, like the future. Now, again, 
Yeah. I've heard this before. Right. I've, that's, I've been that's, sold this fucking boat a million times. I don't think that any other aspect of the game is outlandish at all, except for that one. And it's the it's the one that I most want to be in the game. Yeah. So they showed a little bit of like an investigation um, and sort of like an interrogation scene mm-hmm. with some crud head uh, in the in the in the gameplay. But man, I really hope that they develop this and, and those mechanics are solid because yeah. that would be so fucking cool. Yeah, absolutely. So it it goes more in line with the classic vampire tropes. So you have to be invited in. Which like is a gameplay mechanic. You actually have to like convince people. Yeah, like through dialogue through, choices, yeah. you actually have to like connive someone into inviting you into their house. Which is awesome. It's it's you kinda have a, an advantage though because you are a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you play as a physician, so you can actually do medicine in the game as well. Mm-hmm. And you can fully like actually heal people. It, they actually said that you don't ever have to kill people at all in the game. You can just like doctor off. But the trade off for that is that they don't have a regular experience system within the game. Instead, you become more powerful through actually drinking people's yeah, blood. Yeah, you basically get like blood points that you can then use to like buy new powers. And that probably would have appealed to me in a certain setting if they hadn't shown me some of the powers that you get. <laughs> yeah. There is one scene in the uh, in the gameplay where he like so for those of you who don't know Vampire the Masquerade, I'll just call like shadow manipulation. Right. But he basically fucking schlorps this dude with, with shadow magic and like lifts him up in the air and like just splits him in half with like a spike of just like shadow. And yeah. then it all just disappears and he falls to the ground. So those of you that do know about Vampire the Masquerade, that's called obtenebration. And it's my favorite power in Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah. So earlier today I was watching this gameplay video and I hit Garrett up and I was like, dude, this vampire game has obtenebration. Oh, Christ. And I wonder what went through your head when I said that. Pretty much exactly as it played out. Let me get, a, let me get one of those peats. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But the game is, it's in pre-alpha and it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, in pre-alpha and it already looks incredible. It already looks better than like The Last of Us, believe it or not. <laughs> Yeah, it like legitimately it's pre-alpha and it it doesn't even look like it. Like had had they shown this at E3 and said this game was coming out in 3 months, I would I would just believe it. Yeah. It, it looks almost that, it looks that good. It almost looks as good as uh No Man's Sky gameplay from 2 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you you uh you get powers by by drinking blood and then you just get to level up these different abilities of which uh, we've seen a few. We, we saw, so you have like a mesmerization ability. So you can, you can like glamor people effectively dominate from Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, shadow powers. Yeah, you can like teleport and dash and like, so it shows a, there's some combat in it uh, and it's very like lock on hack and slash third mm-hmm. person. Um, but you definitely can like strafe super hard using like your shadow step. Right. But then you can also use it to like teleport. Like there's a scene where it shows him like aim up into an open window and then just fucking blow up into it. <laughs> he reapers up there. Yeah. Yeah. He fucking glomps. Uh, he totally does reaper. You're totally right. Yeah. This is the same game. It's overwatch. Um, <laughs> he's got two. Shotguns. Yeah. That's, that's prescient. Um, <laughs> But anyway, it looks really, really cool. I'm excited. I hope it doesn't suck. I really hope it doesn't yeah. suck. Uh, if there's nothing else, I don't think it's going to suck. Even from what they've shown us so far, even even if they're just fibbing about the fucking uh, impactful deaths, even if they just made that up and it's not in the game, even just from what we've seen, it looks incredible. Yeah. Worst case scenario is it's another fucking The Order that none of you assholes like, and me and Garrett love it and don't care what you yeah, think. Yeah, boot it up. Yeah. 
but hopefully not because I want like sequel and, and, and shrequel about this and like <laughs> see if we get three of them. I mean, if they're um, honestly, if their storytelling ability is mm-hmm. even remotely as strong as it was right. in Life is Strange, I can't imagine the game failing. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, just again, even just from like the pre-alpha, which I get it, you can get tricked, but it doesn't look like that. It, it looked incredible. Oh, also another little ga- gameplay feature is that when you when you drink someone's blood and kill them, you actually hear their like last thoughts. Yeah, which is fucking awesome. And that there's one in the fucking in in the the trailer that got me. Yeah, and so the thing about it is, is you do all this investigation to try and determine if they're a bad person, and then you might find out you were wrong yeah. when you like hear their like death rattle. Yeah, like yeah. actually, like their last thought. You might be like, "Ooh, I misjudged this person." Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there, there's fully one in the trailer where he like kills that dude who has a son. Yeah, and and he's like struggling to take care of him, and then he his last thought is like. Well, who's going to take care of my son? Now? Like I tried to be a good father. Like who's going to take care of my son now? Yeah. And building up to it, they kind of sort of through the like limited dialogue and the limited mm-hmm. information that you have, you kind of think that he's a bad, like right. a, like an actual shit person, like a bad dad, right. just because he's shitty. Right. But then his last thought is like, oh my fucking kid, I tried yeah. so hard. Why? Why? So yeah. So I I feel like that I'm, I'm going to play this game very similarly to how I played fucking Metal Gear when they were like. You don't ever have to kill anyone in Metal Gear, and I was like, "Ooh, watch me kill everybody!" Oh yeah, I feel like that's. A, that I'm like, maybe if they hadn't linked, fuck it. Which I love it. I love that aspect of the game that like they link. It's kind of like uh, in a, in a way, it's similar to uh, Bioshock, where they they they're like give you an enormous reward for being a scumbag. Watch me. Oh yeah, and I'm like, I'll, you, I'll fucking whip and a nay. <laughs> yeah, you gave me a direct correlation between killing people. And getting all the and, cool stuff. And, yeah, and getting powers. Actual fucking cool powers. Not just like, oh, you can jump a little bit higher. This isn't fucking Crackdown. No. This is this is fully just like, oh, if I kill three it was like more some, people. It was like some prototype ass shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kill three more people and I can just eat people alive with shadows. Guess what? Guess what I'm doing yeah. right now? You're all dead. Yeah. Everyone in London is dead. Yeah. I, I'm fully going on a Jack the Ripper. As soon as I get in this oh, yeah. motherfucking game, I'm gonna be like, "Where's the bad guys?" Because they're getting killed right now. I'm getting, I'm getting jump, I'm getting swing, I'm getting pants, I'm getting shadows. Let's go. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna slurge, I'm gonna glum. But it looks, it looks incredible. Every everything about it so far looks incredible. Yeah, go watch the video; it's awesome. And I, it's so early in the game that I don't think that it would be really spoilery. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and they don't have a. Um, they just said 2017, right? Mm-hmm. They, they didn't have any actual concrete date or anything. But, I mean, that's still not bad, considering sometimes sometimes we see, like, the f- first footage from a game, and it's like, this game's coming out in three years. Yeah. Or just to be announced, which usually means two to three years. Yeah. So, it's cool. It's cool that it's like, okay, it's coming out. Unless it gets delayed, it's coming out next year. So, pretty pumped. Uh, so, I'm going to... I don't have much to talk about in the video games era. Era. <laughs> in the video games avenue. So uh, I'm going to talk about two different games, which I'm pretty pumped about. So, uh, spoiler alert, one of them is going to be Overwatch. Uh, but first I wanted to talk about a game that I initially was shown uh, by my buddy Daniel Fleetwood uh, like a year and a half ago. And it's called Star Citizen. And it had kind of fallen off my radar a little bit until today. And then uh, I saw I saw some new crispy footage today and I, I was just right back in it. Crispy. Uh, but it looks it looks incredible. So uh, if you don't know anything about Star Citizen, it was the most successful crowdfunding campaign of all time. What it is is it's an incredibly incredibly ambitious 
video game that has elements of first-person shooters, uh, flight simulators, dog fighting, but also like trading, uh, exploration. Uh, basically, the whole deal is that you're in a civilization in the future, uh, based on like Terran, you know, uh, Earth-based humans exploring the galaxy and ship technology. And I guess faster than light technology is readily available so much so that there are tons and tons and tons of different, uh, ship companies that they have fully just created in this universe. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like in depth, like fully fleshed out. Yeah. Like they have websites for some, like I think all of them yeah. have their own website and you can go to it just like you would go to like a Ford website. Yeah, it's, like, or it's like, it's like some GTA five shit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, each one, each company has like its own kind of aesthetic and its own, like each one is known for like a certain type of thing. Like they, this one makes super, super fast ships. This one makes really good exploratory vessels. This one makes really good trader vessels. These just like look really smooth and crisp and cool. It's fucking awesome. But also on top of that, so I just found this out today. Uh, Up until today, I thought that it was just like a space game. I thought that it was just like, I thought that it was just like an Eve. Right. That you could get out of your ship and walk around. But I found out that that's absolutely not true. That you fully just get like first person shooter gameplay as well. Fully. Like you can board other people's ships and stuff. Like you can fly into space stations. You can go to planets. You can just shoot stuff. You can do science. And then I found out like all sorts of other shit that's just incredible that you can. There's there's fully ships that you can get that you can just mod out. There, there, there's a specifically one. It just has like tons of different mods. Tons of cool shit. He was showing me this earlier and it's like just fucking layers. Yeah. You would, you would just never think. And it's like, and some of them are, are the basic stuff that you can do to like almost any of the ships, like extra fuel pods and like extra sensor arrays. And it's like, cool. They, I expect that stuff. But then they're like, these are like bio, bio fucking domes and you can garden on, in space and then actually like do gardening in them and then sell those plants at a profit. Like, just be, like, a space botanist. Okay, fucking cool. But also, like, this is an enormous space array. And you can, like, actually scan around and find cool shit in space. And it's not just, like, bullshit, like, No Man's Sky stuff. It's actually, like, not procedurally generated. It's like, I found something, actually, and it's there. And then I can, like, sell that info on the market to other players and maybe NPCs, too. I, I, I don't know exactly how that works. But it was, like, you can just sell the info or you, you can, can just go, go there get and get the thing. Yeah, you can go there yourself and like but yeah. Um and also like some of the ships like escape velocity style like some of the ships have like docking bays that you can launch other ships from and that ship specifically that has all the mods has like this big ass docking bay port that you can land I think three ships in it. Like three full-size player ships that real players can just fly into. Um and then like just tons of other shit. Just like med bay you can do like med bays so that like if me and Danny were crewed up and Danny were like, and we do like some assault on a planet and Danny's character dies and I have like the ship with the med bay, he could respawn in my med bay. So that's like, not only does the game look goddamn incredible, it really does. It's, it's like the most beautiful, I think personally, I think it's the most beautiful space game ever made. Yeah. But on top of that, like it seems like everything actually has a real purpose and like nothing seems like it's just arbitrarily thrown in. Right. But on top of that, they've gone crazily into detail about everything where you like it was showing a dude walking around a hangar because some of the game is out. Some of the game is like already you can like 
early access. Yeah, yeah. You can go in and like check out ships and get in them, and but it's like you can't do too much with them. And I think they have like a, a flight sim, but it's just that. It's not like like an open galaxy yet. But yeah, you can like it showed this dude like walking around this hangar, and there's like fully like oil stains on the floor and like buckets and stuff. And it's just like it feels real. It feel like it feels like a lot of the things that are, are kind of like omitted in most games that are about space and even most fiction about space that they don't think about. But they've gotten into this. Like, like all a, of it. Yeah, like a lot of a lot of the ships have beds and they have like the bigger ships have like dining areas. Some of the ships have like living quarters. It's 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 just incredible. And then on top of that, uh again some of the bigger ships uh have like require crews that you would you would need to to like fully do them you would actually need to get other players yeah to like crew up with you and i think what they were talking about i was reading something about it today that you could if you have one of those ships like they don't need to always be with you but they can just bop in yeah so i could just be like hey danny like i'm about to go up against these like pirates and he could just get on his computer and just bop in and just man turrets which is the coolest thing yeah but yeah i mean just just go check it out if you're into like sci-fi space stuff at all and you haven't checked this out or if it's been a while because I hadn't checked it out in like a year and they've added so many things. Yeah. They've added like tons of ships. Take a gander. Yeah, like it's just it's an incredibly beautiful game and, and incredibly detailed and I, I can't wait. But just just finding out that like it, it's like four games in one basically is the coolest thing. And so, just to touch on one little bitty thing, most of which is going to be 100% conjecture. Uh, I wanted to, to talk about uh, Overwatch again because it's fantastic and I feel like we need to talk about it all the time. And we do. This is conjecture, but if it if we're in the good timeline, it'll be fucking the coolest thing. <laughs> yeah. So, recently, as we've talked about, we got Anna, who was... Who was a new, the only new hero so far that's been added to Overwatch since release, which the game's been out for fucking like no time at all. So that's not that big of a deal. So they've been teasing since the very beginning, they've been teasing about a character named Sombra, which is Spanish for shadow. Specifically, there's a line of dialogue that Reaper says, I wish Sombra were here. Um, and there's been a little, there's been hints all over the place from the beginning that like Sombra is, is a bad person and uh, was also like a, uh, like an ally of Reaper. Um, so recently there have been like a ton of hints and teasers and stuff going on via Blizzard. Like Blizzard's been, been specifically doing stuff specifically Blizzard <laughs> went through a hell of a lot of effort to put, I mean, just a crazy amount of effort. They they put, like, codes and shit. And I'm not, like, talking about, like, Game Genie codes. They put, like, fucking, like, math into, like... Okay, if in, in the Anna trailer, if you pause it right at this one second, there's, like, a brief frame of, like, math. And if you plug that into, like, a hexadecimal fucking... I don't, I don't know. Like, decryptor or something. I don't fucking know. Um it has messages and and so it's been like one thing after another where like each clue has led to like another clue and another puzzle and and basically they did viral marketing that's essentially like national treasure but to discover the secret character in the game and people are just going balls deep in it yeah thankfully there's people out there with huge brains and tons of free time to do all the work for me so i can just sit back and look at the wiki page as it all just comes together it's really cool living living that life because i'm 
I'm not going to sit here and math this. I'll just fucking wait. Yeah, we don't even know how to say hexadecimal decryptor, <laughs> so we definitely can't fucking solve this shit. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, so, basically, I'll, I'll just paraphrase. You You can look it up, but there, there's like a ton of different, there were a ton of different puzzles. A bunch of them. I don't even think that all of them have been, like, figured out. But, basically, a lot of them turned out to be, once they were, like, decoded and everything, they were Spanish. And they would say stuff like, oh, like, uh, you enjoy playing games. Well, let's play this other one now and, it's, and stuff. And so basically putting it all together so far, it looks like a character named Sombra, like, in-universe, has been, like, hacking stuff. And it looks like uh, Sombra is trying to basically start another omnic crisis omnics are uh, robots mm-hmm. that's in 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 overwatch they they call them they call them uh, omnics so there is a whole speculation that uh it's a hacker it's, well, it's definitely a hacker but then there's a lot of speculation that sombra is actually an ai and that because there there have been several and all of the ais so far have been named and so it totally could be and maybe it's an AI that has a body, kind of like there were a couple characters in uh, Battleborn that were mm-hmm. like that. So it's totally possible that it is an AI. I mean, and technically, technically, Bastion and Zenyatta are are both AIs. I mean, so yeah, totally possible. It might be a robot. Might be something something real wonky. Might be wild. But anyway, I read this thing online because we haven't. It hasn't been confirmed yet. None of this. But I read this thing online that it just kind of blew me away and. More than anything, I just want it to be real. So, Team Fortress 2 was probably the biggest influence on Overwatch of any game. And I love Team Fortress 2. And there was a mode of Team Fortress 2 that was man versus machine. And basically, it was just one team getting to battle hordes and hordes and hordes of robots. And so, there's speculation. Sign me up. Oh, yeah. So there's speculation that that's why they're doing this huge campaign. This basically this viral marketing campaign is that they're going to introduce a mode into Overwatch that you will get to, uh, yeah, you'll get to just fucking spawn like endless numbers of robots and just like attack them with your with your like team. It won't be it won't be PvP. It'll just be like you and, and your crew. Versus a billion robots, which sounds like the coolest, most fun fucking thing to me. And I'm, I'm just hoping and praying that that's real. And I would love it because there is a PvE mode, game mode of of uh, Overwatch, but it's real shit so far. And basically, it's just like a bad imitation of the regular quick play. And that's pretty terrible. So there's some conjecture that that, that they just put Blizzard just put that into the game to basically test for when they would be able to do uh, this man versus machine thing. So I'm really hoping it's true. I want it. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. And then on top of that, there is some conjecture, and I'm really hoping it's true, that Sombra is basically uh, an analog of the spy from Team Fort 2. Because basically, I believe everyone from Team Fort has an analog in Overwatch. Like the scout became Tracer. And the demo man became uh, Junkrat, etc. Uh, the only two I would say are the heavy. There's not like a guy with a, a big ass minigun. Uh, although I guess you, well, no, there is Bastion. Bastion has like a big ass minigun. Um, not quite the same, but basically. 
Uh, but the only one that doesn't have like a direct, because like the engineer is exact <laughs> to where Bjorn basically. So I would say that the only one that doesn't have an analog is the spy, which was my favorite class from Team Fort. So I'm just really like crossing my fingers and I'm hoping and praying that we get Sombra and she can go invisible. And that would be the coolest motherfucking thing. That would yeah, like happen. a like a her ult was like some kind of like backstab move. Yeah, that would be awesome. Some people have been speculating because of the hacking and stuff that like it, it would be cool if like her ult were to like uh like disable something. Either disable primary fire and you can only use abilities or the opposite. You can only use primary fire and you can't use any abilities for like a short time. Uh like and it would hit like a radius. I think that would be rad, but I, I was saying I thought it would be cool if she has an ability where she can just like cause the enemy turrets to get disabled for like a few seconds. That would be incredible. For yeah, me. that would be cool. But then what if you're playing against nobody with turrets? Her ult's just useless. No, no, no. I wasn't saying her ult. Like I was just talking about like an ability. Again, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, I, I, I really hope that uh, she's cool. I, I fear she will be because every other uh, character in Overwatch has been cool so far. But I really hope that the actual hacking thing isn't just a throwaway from the uh, the ARG. I'm really hoping that it's actually utilized within her character. I was even talking today like with Vince, and it, he, he even said like it would be cool to have a character that does basically no damage. Yeah. And is just like... Hard, hard support. Yeah, like way hard support, even harder than Symmetra. And I would be 100% down with it. Because honestly... As long as her abilities were real badass. Yeah, yeah. If her abilities are super fucking mega cool... Super badass. Yeah, that would be awesome. Because like, honestly, like the spy... I mean, if you were if you got mega good with his pistol and got like just nothing but headshots, you could do damage with him. But otherwise, he did fucking jeans amount of damage unless you got behind them. So he was very, very specific. Again, I fucking loved him. But more than anything, just to have like the siren ability from from um, Borderlands one of just being able to like go go invisible for a second. Also, we were talking about potentially like it would be cool for her to have like a decoy and she could just like throw it out. And it would, she would go invisible, and there would be a decoy there, and then any turret around would like focus in on that. Does somebody on Battleborn do that? There's somebody in Battleborn that does that. I don't remember who. Really? It was. I don't, yeah. There's. I know. Somebody. I know that Handsome Jack in the uh, DLC of Battleborn two, or Battleborn two, um, Borderlands two has that. Yeah, yeah. There's somebody in, in Battleborn that does that. Interesting, huh? I don't remember who, but somebody. Yeah, but I think that would be cool. Just like. I go invisible and there's like a, there's like a fake me and then like not only does does it draw enemy you know players uh, to attack it but also like any turret would just automatically ignore everyone else and focus on that that would be awesome instead of just disabling it but it would also work on players I think that would be incredible just to have like a trickstery kind of kind of rogue because we don't we don't have that and that's the yeah, only would be cool yeah so if you're talking about like classic like classes. That's the only one that we don't really, really. I mean, you could say the Junkrat and Genji would technically be rogues, but yeah, we don't really have like a trickster besides Junkrat. So we'll see. It's again, it's one hundred percent conjecture. It's just kind of my hopes and dreams. But yeah, we should we should find out something very soon. Rumor mill. Yeah, they've been. Uh, yeah, Blizzard's been like really, really pushing this thing. So we'll see. So we just want to quickly get into some movie stuff here because uh, we're running a little bit long, as we tend to do. We right. get a little tangenty. 
Uh, but I wanted to talk about a little bit of uh, news about the New Mutants movie, uh, the little X-Men spinoff. Uh, so first and foremost, uh, my original intent was to just talk about the lineup of heroes that right. was uh, released. But at, uh, while researching that, I found out a little bit about sort of the creative team, I guess you would call it, on the movie. So it's being written by um, Scott Neustadter and Michael Weber, who wrote The Fault in Our Stars and The Spectacular Now. Really? Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, and uh, so they're writing it, and they're reteaming with Josh Boone, who uh, directed The Fault in Our Stars. Whoa. So in terms of making like an angsty teen X-Men movie... Yeah. You, can't, you can't really get any better than that. Jesus. Yeah, um, spectacular now is fucking spectacular. Now. Subjective. Um, you didn't like it? Okay, I haven't seen that movie. Never oh. mind. I was thinking of the way back. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I'm so used to you fucking t- trolling me about it. I thought you were trolling me. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, spectacular now, Fault in Our Stars. Um, and uh, it's being produced by Simon Kenberg, who's the guy who did like all the X-Men movies. Um, he's done a few other things, but I'm mainly excited about the writing and directing yeah, team because it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's a very interesting team. Um, but they've said that they have a really good script already and they're hoping to like really get started on shooting it really soon. And they said it's very, very loyal to the comics. Okay. So that's all cool. But then to get on to what I wanted to originally talk about was they re- revealed essentially who the team is going to be. Right. So it's Danielle Moonstar, who was uh, Mirage and then later Psyche in the comics. But in the casting, they're just calling her Danielle Moonstar. Huh. So I'm thinking maybe she's not going to have like a code name. Interesting. But for those of you who don't know who that character is, her powers are fucking ridiculous. So first and foremost, she has the ability to manifest your fears in like physical construct form, which is already just quit. Yeah, yeah. And then she has all kinds of other wild powers. Like she can make psionic arrows. Uh, she has like a death sense. So like if someone is really close, like like going to die soon, she can sense that. Oh, I didn't know that. She can repel death. What? Yeah. yeah. Like if death is coming for her, she can like. Get out of here, death. Give, yeah. Give me a minute. I got to <laughs> save my life. Really? Uh, yeah. I didn't and, know that. And like energy manipulation and like five or six other things. Uh, but then also uh, Wolfsbane, mm. Sunspot, Cannonball, Magic, and Warlock. Yeah. Which like that's a, that's a wild team. Yeah, and I wonder, a- because honestly, everyone on that team has real out there powers. Right. And I'm wondering how wild they're going to go with it. Yeah. Especially cannonball. And when you told me, I was like, what cannonball is real powerful. Right. Um, honestly, I'm more curious about how, how more curious about how wild they're going to go with magic mm, yeah. and, and warlock. Yeah. Cause warlock, for those of you who don't know, is basically cables arm as of character. Right. He is uh, like a, like a bio, like a techno organic virus monster alien from another planet who is, he is, he's a teen, he's a mutant teen, but his mutant power is actually not being a weird techno organic monster. His mutant, his mutation is that he is not like a war obsessed killer. Like the rest of his species, he's fairly passive, but his powers are like turn, like inject you with a virus that like turns you into a, like a machine creature. And then I suck the power out of you, the juice, I suck the juice out of you. I slurp the juice out. And like magic, if if any of you guys know what ma- her powers are, fucking absolutely insane yeah, too. Yeah, like oh, I just like have some limbo universe, and I can just like gleams just like weird reality powers from it. Yeah, like I can just like fucking like teleport and like probability control basically. Right, and I also have this huge like fucking cloud sword. It's gonna be a wild movie. I yeah, can't yeah. like that team Wolf's Bane. I'm really curious oh, as to yeah. how they're gonna oh, yeah. make her look. Yeah. 
How far are they going to take that? Sunspots just going to be getting people with hot <laughs> cannonball. I really want to see how they are going to like what effects they're going to use to make him just right. like fucking blast off. Yeah, because I don't got no legs. No, no. he's going to fucking fly around in glyphs. I just I it's it's always been so hard to even imagine what he does in fighting just because like he moves so fast, but he doesn't have control over it like most. Most superheroes in comics that move really fast have 100% control over it at all times. He doesn't. He just fucking explodes yeah, he just, in a direction. He just goes. Yeah. His legs just explode off and then reform later. Yeah, and it's like in a comic book, you're you're looking at a still frame. Yeah. So it's easy to create that. But like, how are they going to put that on film? Yeah. Because he's just like, basically what they were doing with old girl in... Uh, uh, Sonic Teenage Warhead? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the In the Deadpool movie... Kind of like that, but like less predictable. Less predictable, more volatile, and like way faster and harder too. Yeah, and just like literally exploding in a direction faster than a bullet, and just jackhammering into something, and then getting up, dusting himself off, and being like, "All right, the power." Yeah. All right, let me do it again. Yeah. So ultimately, what I'm saying is, this entire team has real wild, wild out there powers, way far beyond what we've seen in any other comic movie. And it's yeah. like all of them. Yeah. So it's, I'm very curious to see how this turns out. Yeah, absolutely. So I just wanted to touch on one little bitty thing. Don't really have much to talk about about it. Let's double down on comic book movies. Yeah. Though. But on the, on the other side of the coin. Uh, so today, Ben Affleck tweeted that this fucking video. He, yeah, he didn't, he didn't tweet that anything. He, there yeah. was no information whatsoever. Yeah, just a video of Deathstroke the Terminator. Just walking, like not even like a still frame. It's a fucking video clip of some person in like a full Deathstroke costume, super mega badass Deathstroke costume. So they did it instead of doing like the cloth mask, which you usually see him wearing. He actually has like a helmet that was very similar, almost to uh, Arrow. Yeah, yeah. And so, but more higher production Hollywood badass. Yeah. Yeah, and so it doesn't show him doing anything cool other than being alive, which Slade Wilson doesn't need any help in that regard. No. It's the coolest goddamn thing. So apparently, uh, I guess in the fucking Justice League movie. Yeah. So my suspicion is, and this is this is some sombra level conjecture. Uh huh. I'm assuming they're probably going to introduce him in Justice League as a very minor character. Got it. To then be like, he's the villain in the Batman movie, which would be cool because Slade has beat the piss out of Batman. Yeah. To be fair, Slade has beat the piss out of the Justice League. Yeah. So, which we always talk about that one scene. Yeah. So. That thing that people have, that really fucking hard dick people have for Batman being able to just get anybody, he doesn't have shit on Deathstroke. Yeah. Deathstroke, Je- Deathstroke is, so Bruce Wayne is a genius, genius dude. Billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. Yeah. He has genius level intellect that he uses to great effect in the comics. It's, it's really like his power, if you will. Deathstroke too, but like times a billion. Yeah. Like his, his mind just works way better. So what to the point that it's like it's even been considered basically a mutant power. Mm-hmm. His brain is just like overclocked to where he his re, his reaction times are tremendously faster than a, than a normal humans, even faster than Batman's. Like he can he does what Midnighter does. If you got that reference, I love you. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, but he does what Midnighter does from the authority in which when he goes into battle, he can see like the battle playing out like a billion different ways. 
to where he knows the probability of whatever, like whatever you're going to do. So basically he knows what you're going to do before you do it. And then he can already be countering it before you ever even get close to touching him, which at one point, which I always bring this up, he fucking cut flash with a knife, which always annoyed the piss out of me. Yeah. Every time we talk about how no one can beat the flash and he's the most OP character, we bring that up. Yeah. Because it made no sense because I don't care how fast fucking Slade Wilson is. He's not fast enough. He would just be standing still. Yeah, to the yeah. Flash. it doesn't even make sense. Like wait, the whole the whole bit is like I predicted where you were going to be. And then I was just there already. So you yeah. basically ran into my knife. But you, That's the flash, flash can works. just see it. Yeah, he would just walk to him. He would be just walking up. Have you ever seen Smallville when he just does it? Fuck, even in the new uh, the, the new trailer with the, like the Justice League uh, teaser. Where it shows like Batman throw the batarang oh, at yeah. Flash, yeah. and it's just like yeah, it would the universe is stopped and he's just walking around. He doesn't have to like charge it. He's not cannonball. Yeah. Like he just gets to like to him. He walks and then he just would slap the piss out of Deathstroke. But anyway, that wouldn't be fun. So they had to make it to where like Deathstroke could just fight every member of is the, the fucking is the power plot. Yeah, but anyway, it's cool because Slade Wilson is a dope as fuck character, and he just he's awesome. He's he's very similar to Wade Wilson, also known as Deadpool. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, and this isn't actually written down anywhere, but Slade Wilson was actually originally created as sort of like a spoof of Captain America. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at his old costume, it was basically a palette swap of Captain America. Right. And then he has a sword instead of a shield. Right. Uh, and then Marvel was like, fuck you. We're going to make Deadpool, which is a, a hard, goofy ripoff of Deathstroke. Right. The The costume itself is not. They're 100% different. But their their names are Deadpool and Deathstroke. And their names are Wade Wilson and Slade Wilson. Come on. But anyway, off the chain. Both characters are dope. Uh, and they have guns and swords. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, I would say that... Uh, well, no, they're both, they're both pretty melee heavy, but yeah, uh, Slade Destro definitely more so goes more melee normally. Sometimes he does just shoot people and, and like he blew impulses fucking knee off. But, uh, yeah, he's, he, de- he's definitely known for like, usually when you see him, he has like swords out. Yeah. So honestly, the thing that titillates me the most mm-hmm. is who the fuck is under that mask? Yeah, no, I, I know. I, I was like, oh, who is it? Cause it's. Yeah, there's some. If you think about the casting they've done so far in in the DC universe, like it's not just like fucking Joe Clems, right? Yeah, and they already and and the fact that they kept it a secret Mm -hmm. that a he's even going to be in it, and b we have no idea who it is, is fucking cool. I like it. So yeah, hopefully the next fucking Batman movie they do with fucking Ben Affleck, hopefully he just gets the piss beat out of him by Slade Wilson, and that's going to be fucking dope. Hopefully it's Matt Damon because on that would the, be incredible on the I can't remember if it was the most recent or the second most recent episode of Geeking Out that talk show with Kevin Smith and Greg uh-huh. Grunberg. Kevin Smith met Matt Damon at Comic Con and had him like read some lines of, really? of different DC characters to be like you got to get in a movie with your bro. <laughs> that uh, would and, be and, absolutely incredible. And and Deathstroke is one of the ones that he reads for. Really, but dude, you got to watch it because he reads for um, Dark Knight, Green Arrow. Really, and it like. It needs to happen. Really? They, we need to have one-armed Matt Damon Green Arrow in the oh, fucking in Justice League. Dang. 
You got it, it, it's like it give you goosebumps. Really? Yeah, dude. Yeah, well, that would be incredible if he was. It's that bit where he's talking about Superman. And he says, "Like I need to get a piece of him." Right, right. It's that bit. Whoa, and damn! He fucking kills it, dude. Well, that would be awesome. But yeah, if if that it would be Matt Damon, I would lose my mind. Yeah. But yeah, I just uh, they have to do it right. And if they do it right, it is just Deathstroke beating the piss out of Batman. He it's just like a joke to him. Yeah, he's like. Oh, cool. You're going to throw batarangs at me. Watch this. I will catch it out of the air and throw it back at you. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are thinking the storyline is, and now I can't remember which book it was from, but there was one where essentially there was uh, someone else was going through Gotham, like killing villains. And Deathstroke Deathstroke was after that person. Right. And Batman was like, oh, I'm going to come get you. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember Um, reading that. So people are thinking that might be the plot of the Batman standalone film. That would be incredible. But man, who would you cast as Deathstroke? I know we're run, we've gone we've yeah. gone we're like this is the longest episode since yeah. Comic Con. But like, who would you cast as Deathstroke? Ooh, you know who would be dope? Who was that dude that was from the Avatar movie that was trying to be Cable? Oh, uh, Stephen Lang. That dude would be dope. Yeah, that but would, he. But he's the older the older version because sometimes sometimes Deathstroke's like forty five and then sometimes yeah. he's like sixty eight. Well, Manu Bennett who plays him in Arrow, he's he's much younger. Is he? Yeah, yeah, huh. Yeah, um, man, that Matt Matt Damon would be fucking dope, though. God, honestly, just for their fucking interaction, just yeah. just because they have such chemistry. Mm-hmm. Have they ever have they ever been like opposed like that in a movie? Because usually they're just bros when they're in movies together. Off the top of my head, I want to say no. Yeah, because that would be incredible if they were just fully like. Because they, there's How like about them apples bats. <laughs> there's, sorry, I'm sorry. There's, that I've done there's this. not. There's not many characters that would be that fucking like diametrically opposed. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think that, I think that that dude would be rad. Um, it really makes you wonder like Ben Affleck, that is cool, man. Yeah. That's like nerd cred fucking central. Yeah. To not only keep it a secret, but then to just know like, Hey, if I just post a video and with not a single word <laughs> right. on Twitter of Deathstroke being revealed, people are going to lose their minds. Yeah. Cause Deathstroke is like, like the coolest villain that you could do. Yeah. He really is. He he really is. Uh, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to do a villain that can command like that much respect without going over the top, like using like dark side. Um, and it, even again, like that's getting that's getting back into like over the top for a different reason. You yeah. know, that's like I I can like push buildings down with with like a high five. I wonder if they're gonna go full Omega beams on screen. Come on, Zack Snyder, don't fuck this up. Yeah, man. I'll find you. But yeah, I I'm just uh, kidding, just kidding. In essay. But yeah, like that's man, that's fucking cool, dude. Because Deathstroke also is just like he's so goddamn ruthless. Yeah, like he's just like he doesn't play by the rules. Yeah, and I love that. Like he's just like I'll actually go just make a fucking arrow out of kryptonite and just like just shoot it get from you. the moon and, and you're dead you. now. Yeah. But Fuck. yeah, so very very cool, very cool reveal, very cool news. I I'm I think that at this point. Like I said, I want to see The Flash. I want to see Aquaman. I want to see Cyborg. I want to see Justice League. But this Batman movie, I think, is... Might be the way. Yeah, it's what it's going to be like the, the fulcrum of the DC cinematic universe. Yeah. Like, it has to be. Yeah. Because like Zack Snyder is going to keep Zack Snydering things. Right. Even if it's less. Mm-hmm. So, Batman movie fully written and directed by and starring Ben Affleck. Yeah. And but- Matt Damon as Deathstroke. <laughs> That would be incredible though if that fucking Batman movie, because I liked I liked Ben Affleck as yeah. Batman, especially I liked his fucking uh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, 
It was incredible. So, I mean, if he just comes out with a full standalone Batman film and it's goddamn incredible, I'm going to lose my mind. And using using Deathstroke as the like the main villain of mm-hmm. a full length like triple A Hollywood movie is risky. Very risky. But it would be fucking incredible if done well. Yeah, yeah, it it has it has the potential to get a lot of the uh, like hardcore, hardcore comic book fans, super mega involved. Yeah. Super turgid. <laughs> I, know, I know that, that like the easy way out would be to just do the Joker because that's what like all, all the plebes want. And it's just like, cause that's what, you know, it's like, I'll oh, put Jared Leto in the fucking, in the Batman film. And while that'd be cool and I get it, that that's his arch nemesis, etc. But like Batman and Slade Wilson beating the piss out of one another on a rooftop somewhere would be the highlight of my life. Yeah. It would be really cool. All right, cool. It's a long ass episode, but we got a little, we got a lot of good content. <laughs> give us a listen, give us a like, give us a share, tell your friends, retweet us. Yeah. All right. Episode Just, twenty. One week. See you next time.